Hello, everybody, and welcome. Uh, first off, let me try to explain uh, what exactly is happening. So I actually already spent uh, like at least a full hour recording this. And for the first time ever, my computer completely just shut down. And I lost all of it. So fired it back up, briefly contemplated killing myself, and went and got a coffee instead. Then, on my way back with said coffee, spilt the foam all over myself. And I live in Los Angeles. And the great thing about that is that there's always a bunch of people around to see your most embarrassing moments. So uh, this is going great. This is great. It's a good omen. It's a good omen. Everything's great. And we're here. I'm going to attempt this a second time. Um, we'll see if it, if it, <laughs> it might've had something to do with the 85 Google Chrome tabs I have open at all times. Uh, so those are, I've, I've shut those down. Uh, might've been a problem. Uh, but we're going to try this again. And if it crashes again, I don't know if I have it in me, but, uh, I mean, that's what the, this is for. This is a test. This is not a show. Uh, this is a, a me trying to see how this will sound and getting your feedback, if you are so kind as to listen to any of this, uh, how it, it sounds coming out of your AirPods, uh, maybe your Beats headphones. I'd be very interested in how I sound in a pair of Beats, right? All about that bass, baby. Megan Trainer. Anybody remember her? No? All right. Um, so what I did was I posted on Facebook in my largest group, the best and worst of Twitter, too. Uh, if you're in a bunch of my groups on Facebook... I'm sorry, uh, but I posted in the biggest one, doing a podcast sound check and need something to ramble about. Give me your hottest opinions slash takes any topic fire emojis and uh, y'all certainly delivered. So I appreciate that. A couple people did comment saying, what is the show? Uh, it's Trev's show. I'm Trev. It's my show. Spent a lot of time, a lot of time thinking about that. We had a whole team. There's cork boards with yarn strewn across it. Uh, and that, that is the result of our uh, wasted labor was that title. Uh, but it's, it's a current events focus show. I'm going to interview people. I'm already uh, working on collaborating with um, some online leftists of sorts uh, with, a, with a decent following. I'm also preparing to start doing stand-up comedy again. Uh, and so I'm, I'm hoping as time goes forward, I'll meet some very funny uh, creative people the, and fold them into the show uh, it's not going to be strictly political, but it will be political. Uh, if you're in any of my groups on, on cross Facebook, then you'll know that that's kind of how we do things. Um, not all of our content is political, but we're not afraid to get political. We are left leaning, uh, progressive people. And, and so the show will carry those sentiments. I'm also working on creating a discord cause I want it to be a, an interactive thing. I, I have a radio background. Uh, I, I managed the college radio station of the University of Illinois at Chicago and hosted my own show on there for a couple of years, on and off. Um, and and by the way, this will be published to that same feed. So if uh, anybody is listening to this because they subscribe to the feed for my Chicago show, and in subsequent years you have since decided that you hate me, this is your formal reminder to unsubscribe. Look at that. Look how courteous I am. See, I'm, I'm, I'm considerate. Um, that being said, I recorded a full hour responding to these comments and lost all of it. So we're going to try this again 
And if you listen to this, uh, let me know how it sounds to you. And I'm hoping it sounds good, but we will see. Rita says, free crack pipes. Off to a strong start, Rita. Thank you for that. Uh, well, I, I'm assuming, I mean, this could go a couple ways. So either Rita is saying uh, crack pipes should be supplied to all, or maybe she's saying uh, that there are crack pipes uh, being uh, kept captive somewhere or, or in, their, in their packaging, and we should let them all free uh, and... Return to nature, crack pipes. Return to nature. Um, but I'm assuming Rita says uh, supply crack pipes. Listen, we could do it. Uh, we could do a federal program, much like these uh, COVID tests, right? Just one per household. You can go on the website, and the uh, Biden administration will supply each household with one crack pipe. No more, no less. Uh, well, certainly a suggestion, Rita. Thank you for that. Sharon says, poo-poo, pee-pee. So it's a real, uh, I cultivate a really intellectual crowd in my online communities. Uh, real meeting of the minds here. Heaven says, Cars the movie does not fit with the Pixar theory. It is an alien world build, and I can prove it. Uh, I am not familiar uh, with the Pixar theory. I, I think I read something about it one time that said, I guess the theory is that they're all connected in some way. Every film is part of the same universe, and Heaven here is saying that Cars is not well i think cars is easily the worst franchise of uh of pixar's and that's a pretty high bar granted pixar makes a lot of good stuff uh clearly the first one george carlin thought was good enough to do the uh, hippie van in but i think it's safe to say of the franchises that pixar has done cars not the strongest heaven okay so heaven has since gone into detail Okay, so in Cars, the oldest car we see is a 1920s Model T, yet they have a Cars-themed Sphinx that is presumably 4,000 years old. Coincidence? I think not. It's the aliens. All right. Thank you, Heaven. Uh, listen, I certainly don't have the uh, qualifications to dispute you, so I will take what Heaven says at face value. Sarah says we should try a matriarchal society. It's just not working with the old men. Let it go. Let's go back to native cultures and get women primarily running the show, and we'll see a huge improvement in quality of life. Uh, I certainly agree, Sarah. Uh, listen, I believe in women. <laughs> I believe I believe they exist. Um, I support women, uh, and I, I agree with you. I think uh, more power to women. That's exactly why... I am another white male in his 20s centering myself in the conversation with this podcast. It's because I walk the walk uh, so clearly. But no, uh, listen, I grew up in a, a very matriarchal family. The women, well, okay. So I'm probably not the best evidence that uh, women running things is a recipe for success. But here's the thing. I firmly believe that if the men in my family had run the show, I would have uh, ended up much worse. So uh, take that as you will, but I, I support Sarah's quest. Uh, I believe, yes, more women in power. Let's do it. Uh, Juan says, birds aren't real. This is one of those uh, internet things that uh, at this point, it's it's just unoriginal, Juan. I got to be honest with you. Get some new material. We've we've seen it. Uh, it's It's a growing movement, but it is certainly not an original opinion. Michael says there's no such thing as fish. Now, see, exactly. Now, this is what I'm talking about. This is Michael is the we got Juan over here trying to distract people with birds aren't real. 
And then people like Michael are actually trying to tell us the truth uh, that is being ignored, that is not being widely spread, which is apparently that there's no such thing as fish. Uh, sure, why not? Lindsay says, pay for stay-at-home parents. Um, sure, sure. I mean, uh, if we're talking like paid leave, obviously uh, more civilized countries than the United States uh, have much better paid leave policies. I mean, we have like zero guaranteed federally far as I understand it. Um, but I'm curious, uh, pay for stay-at-home parents. I'm, there's no duration specified, so I'm wondering if Lindsay means like uh, federally we should pay for uh, maybe at least one parent to be at home if they want to full-time for the first, like until the kids of age, like 18. Um, I don't know what Lindsay is specifically suggesting. It's an interesting proposal. Uh, we know parenting is a full-time job because nannies are a thing, right? I mean, that is an entire industry just taking care of somebody else's kids. So why, why not pay people to take care of their own kids? I listen, I don't disagree, Lindsay. I don't disagree. Lindsay also says free abortion. Absolutely. Listen, I'm a simple man. Uh, I want what everybody else does. The American dream, right? I want a house, a car, a wife, a couple of abortions. That's what I'm all about. Stacy says funding for libraries. Yes. All of our public institutions and resources should receive funding. I agree. Gobble me, swallow me. I'm assuming that's the uh, legal, their legal name. Says balls in my face. All right. All right. The real variety here in the comments section. Brittany says, why putting elbows on the table while eating is considered rude. It goes back to be a threatening bodily gesture in old times and other etiquette that's expected of us that we don't really truly care about these days. Um... And then uh, Trinity responds, that shit just looks barbaric anyways. All right, well, see, so there you go. You've got both sides here representing this. Uh, Brittany suggests that we don't care about it. And then Trinity here to prove that some people certainly do. Of all the things to care about in the world, there are people like Trinity out there really adamantly against the elbows on the table. Um, yeah, it's one of those things that's lodged into my subconscious. Uh, every I do it often. I mean, first of all, uh, the way that I eat is uh, disgraceful. All right, I get way too passionate about it, way too into it. It's a sight that no no other human being should have to witness. Um, but I, I do find myself leaning with my elbows on the table, and every time it's like in the back of my head, uh, should I not be doing this? Is this? And and I kind of don't. I do consciously try not to, just because it seems very aggressive. Not not that I'm not saying it's like a moral thing, but it's just like your whole body, half your body on the table. I don't know. I, I, you should know that I have like extremely large arms. I'm like a gorilla. So picture that clearly because apparently, uh, if I put my elbows on the table, I'm saying it, it takes up a lot. But, um, if you have tiny petite elbows, go for it. Haley says lima beans taste like fleece. Um, Cannot remember the last time I had a lima bean, Haley. I will, uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, Mindy with the follow-up, but how do you know what fleece tastes like? Valid question, Mindy. Valid question. And Haley says, I'm going to go ahead and ignore this because it's a, okay, well, Haley, you're, this sounds like what someone who has tasted fleece would say. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a lima bean person. I don't, I don't really have any context, but I'm going to believe Haley and stay away from them. Unless you like fleece, then lima beans are your crack. 
Kim says, why the turtle chapter is the best part of the Grapes of Wrath. Uh, here's the thing you should know about me, Kim. Uh, I do not read books. Haven't touched them since high school. And nobody ever made me read Grapes of Wrath, so I have no idea. Um, but I'll take your word for it. I do have a whole box of books, and I will continue to buy them and never read them. That's me. But apparently the turtle chapter is uh, is what the... The Wrath Heads? <laughs> is, there a, is there a Grapes of Wrath fandom? Um, apparently the turtle chapter is where it's at. So, Leslie says, health and auto insurance need to be reformed. Even though it's my livelihood, so she's, she works in the industries, there's no reason we should be paying deductible and or additional bills after we pay one to two payments monthly. Some people never get sick. Some people never get in an accident. You don't get any of the money back. You should just put it in a bucket so the insurance company can use it to pay for accidents expenses. Technically, the companies are just paid investors and money managers. Um, okay, so obviously I support uh, universal health care, so that's a single-payer system. I, I don't know the whole thing about getting money back and people who don't get in accidents, but that's what insurance is. Insurance is so you're not screwed, right? It's a It's a backup. It's a safety net. It's this might not happen to you, but if it does, you're covered. That's the nature of insurance. So I, I think it should be obviously just funded by taxes. There should be no private health insurance industry, maybe elective surgeries, plastic surgery, whatever. But in terms of like actual sickness and such, uh, it should just be based on income. You pay a certain amount of taxes towards it. We can fund it very easily. In fact, we don't even have to raise taxes on people. Just obviously look at the, look at the insane military spending, right? There's a lot. A lot to be cut there, um, but I believe everybody should have coverage, and uh, it'd be way cheaper and way more efficient than what we have now. Not sure if that's what Leslie's going for, but that's my take on health insurance. Um, ja Veda says, another take, the birds work for the bourgeoisie. Here we go with the birds. I love birds. First of all, I'm a very pro-bird person, so I will. you will never see me joining the anti-bird activists on the internet. Uh, I love that. I mean... It, yeah, okay, it's suspicious that there's an animal that can literally replicate human speech, sort of like an Alexa-type situation, which I think there might be one in this room, and it's listening, so I shouldn't say that. How insane is that? We live in a time where if I say a name, a device might talk to me by accident. Anyway, um, yeah. Birds are comrades. Didn't you see that, that meme of the bird really ripping up the spikes, the anti-bird spikes they had put up? No, they're... The birds are of the people, my friend. The proletariat. Proletariat parrot. Is anybody? There you go. There's a freebie if anybody's looking for a gimmick account. Daniel says ketchup on pretzels. Um, here's my stance on ketchup. We're talking about the real important issues today. Ketchup, uh, mediocre food is a vehicle for ketchup. I only put ketchup on something if it sucks. And the ketchup is, listen, I'm not knocking ketchup for that. Because that's a very admirable service. Uh, but like French fries, if you get fries with a meal and they suck, I'll just drown them in ketchup and it helps it go down. But uh, if the food is good, then I don't need ketchup for that. If the French fry is good, no ketchup. Don't eat it. Uh, so as far as ketchup on pretzels, if the pretzels suck, sure. But I, I don't, uh, if something already tastes good, you don't, I don't see why ketchup belongs on it. And I feel that way about anything. Um, if I get a burger, listen, I don't like to customize things. 
I've worked in the food industry. Uh, I know what that's like and I know everybody hates it and it sucks and customers are evil. So I try not to customize things and make life harder than it has to be on anybody. Um, but if I had a choice, I would say, you know what, no ketchup. I'd rather just have tomato and, uh, everything else, mustard, onions, whatever. Um, and I am not from Chicago, but I did live there for a few years and I side with them on the no ketchup on hot dog conversation, mustard, relish, all these things. But no, uh, the only reason to put ketchup on something is if the thing that it is on needs to be covered up for sucking. Fawn says it's National Pizza Day, and I say pineapple belongs on pizza. This is one of those things whenever you ask anybody for, like, a controversial opinion, it comes up. It's like the birds aren't real, people. We need new material. I'm so bored of the conversation. Uh, I appreciate Daniel. Daniel's at least saying let's let's talk about ketchup, you know, something that's uh, a little less overdone. But as far as pizza goes, uh, there is bad pizza and there's good pizza. Those are the only two kinds of pizza. And if you, it's not hard. If you do it right, anything, not anything, but almost anything can be good on pizza. So I'll eat it because it's pizza. But um, it just depends on if it's good. That's my take. Candace says, this Super Bowl halftime show going to be the most lit of all time. Yeah, listen, it's stacked, right? We got we got Dre, we got Eminem, we got uh, all of these heavy players from the rap and hip-hop world. And uh, I am also very excited about it. Well, that's an exaggeration, but I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I don't... Listen, I haven't been excited since, like, uh, 2011. But I, I am looking forward to it. I think it'll be good. Angel says, Anne Hathaway and Shakespeare conspiracy. That's it. No context. Um... Not familiar with it, but uh, I'm sure I apparently it's out there. So that's another thing on our radar. Thank you for that, Angel. Jennifer says, talk about this. Yikes. It's a tweet by uh, Leah Willingham. My latest for AP, Associated Press. Between calculus and European history classes at a West Virginia public high school, 16-year-old Cameron Mays and his classmates were told by their teacher to go to an evangelical Christian revival assembly. And the headline is uh, Christian Revival at School Prompts Student Walkout in West Virginia. Uh, well, kudos to the students for walking out. And I, I think that's actually a big change. Um, and, and maybe it's specific to their town. But I can tell you what, if, if that happened in my high school when I was going, I don't think anybody would have walked out. I think they would have just silently ignored it. But nevertheless, no, no real statement. Uh, obviously, it does not belong in public schools. And that's the thing. Listen, I grew up uh, Pentecostal, uh, which I consider to be a cult. Uh, these, this evangelicalism, Pentecostalism is way more of a political cult than it is a religious group in this country, and uh, which is why they're so adamant like this. According to our own government intelligence, the greatest threat to this country is domestic terrorism, white supremacist domestic terrorists, and these extremist Christians are very much part of that fold. So, you know, they love to talk all about extremist Muslims and all that, but According to our own government intelligence, they have assessed that extreme right-wingers are actually the greatest threat to this country. So uh, kudos to the students in West Virginia, and uh, hopefully more will be done about that because that's not why people go to school, for God's sake. Nolan says, take ivermectin. No, I will not. Will not be doing that, Nolan. Jake says, cheese is good. Discuss. Cheese is good. Jake, that is correct. Uh, cheese is maybe my favorite food. 
or food item, I should say. I mean, there's, it's just, uh, obviously there's bad cheese, but there's so many kinds, so many things you can do with it. So good. I love a nice brie, uh, cheddar, the sharper, the better. Listen, here's the thing. I have been vaping. Listen, maybe you can hear it. I don't know if you heard that, but here we go. Vaping peak uh, white male douche hours now, right? Um, I've been vaping on and off for years, chain vaping, so everything tastes like dirt. <laughs> I, I need strong flavors, so spicy, uh, the sharp, sharpest of cheddar cheeses, but yes, indeed, Jake, I agree. Connor says, talk about the lunatic who said he had a grenade up his ass in Vegas and was rambling incoherently about his ex-wife and Joe Rogan. So a, a Joe Rogan fan, right? That's that's what that is, right? That's just a lot of words to say the average Joe Rogan fan. Um, not surprised. I will say this, as, as a practicing homosexual, I've been practicing for over 10 years now, I uh, admire the commitment to get a grenade up your ass. So it simply uh, it takes a lot of determination to put any object up the human ass. And so there's a, I'm just saying, from a technical standpoint, I have a certain amount of respect for that commitment. Uh, obviously, the rest of it, do not approve. Leslie says prostitution should be legal as long as the workers can work for themselves and have access to proper health care. Uh, wow, we were hitting all of the heavy topics in between pee-pee-poo-poo, -poo, so real variety. Uh, you got to love it. I uh, certainly agree with decriminalizing sex work. Uh, it makes no sense to me why anybody should be locked up. And uh, frankly, and people don't like to admit this, but uh, using your own body in that way for money uh, grants a lot more autonomy than a lot of other jobs out there. You know, I mean, uh, if, if they're... they're Self-employed? Is that the term? I don't, I don't know, but obviously there's a, uh, the thing about sex work is there is a very predatory aspect to it, right? We got uh, Johns or pimps or whatever. And, and so uh, it is a nuanced conversation. And I do think that that nuance sometimes is lost. Uh, I'm not saying I disagree with the sentiment behind the whole sex work is work mantra in terms of decriminalizing, stop locking women up and so on uh, for trying to survive. Uh, obviously I don't, agree with throwing people in prison in general. Um, and particularly for that reason. So I, I support that. Um, but it is a nuanced conversation. If you are in any sort of like leftists online communities, if you go far enough, um, the, the folks that are, are reading like socialist theory, Marxism, there's a very interesting critique about just sex as an industry, sex industry itself. And, um, how it enables sex trafficking and harm towards women and children. And I, I guess their position is, you know, once we, uh, uh, I, I believe their suggestion is if they abolish capitalism or transition away from it, eventually the economic conditions that coerce people or, or encourage people to resort to sex work will go away. And, and they believe, um, that that's sort of a good thing. And, you know, I mean, again, I, I'm not taking a stance here per se, because uh, this is just a sound check. I don't want to get canceled over the sound check. What? We're not even on episode one. But um, but I, I, th I think there's more nuance to a lot of conversations in general, and that's one of them. Uh, but in yes, decriminalize, stop locking people up uh, for trying to survive. Absolutely. 
Corey says, why when we ship something on a ship, it's called cargo, but when we ship it in a car, it's a shipment. I need answers. Uh, Very good point, Corey. Very good point. It's one of those parkway driveway situations, right? Nothing makes sense. Everything is chaos. Thank you for reminding us. John says, not everyone should be starting podcasts. Absolutely, John. Absolutely. Uh, This should not exist. I completely agree with you, but... Uh, listen, if I was a person that made good decisions, I would be a completely different person. So we are s- just strolling ahead here. We're going to do it anyway. Patty said, I should have a fully functioning stem cell penis, but I do not. Uh, I support you, Patty. I wish you did too. Uh, I'd happily donate mine because God knows I'm not getting any use out of it. But uh, yes, I wish you did too. I wish everybody could be born in the body that they wish they had. Keisha says, the unnecessary fatalities of women of color during childbirth. Yes, uh, this goes back to the healthcare conversation, right? There's layers. Uh, the cost is one layer. Uh, systemic racism, another, is a very real thing. Uh, women in general, their, their concerns are often ignored or blown over by doctors because of uh, misogyny and what have you. And yes, especially women of color because of racism. Uh, and it, and this is part of how uh, statistics show that that people of color have shorter lifespans on average, and this is one of the reasons. I mean, it just goes so deep, and and there are there's so many things that it can seem overwhelming, but don't lose hope because talking about it, like Keisha here is, is exactly how we can move forward. So yes, uh, not only unnecessary but immoral and uh, inexcusable, and we need uh, we need. I think, what what are the ways we could address that? One, I think we could make it more accessible to obtain a career in healthcare by funding public uh, higher education. And just by having more people of color working in healthcare, you could immediately reduce uh, these sorts of problems. Uh, and that's one way. But I'm sure there's a lot of other ways. Let me know. Let me know, folks. I'm sure what we will do with this show is save the world. That's the goal. That's what, that should be the name of a white savior complex. There we go. <laughs> oh, God. Penny, uh, the Star Wars prequels are only being praised now because Dave Filoni retconned it to make it make more narrative sense with Clone Wars and Ahsoka is a better character than Luke. Makes popcorn, waits. Okay, nerd. Um, I say that as if I'm not a huge Star Wars nerd. I'm not as big of a nerd as other people. I will say some people go deep into that. I've never read the books or watched the cartoons. So, uh, but that being said, I don't know that the prequel films are being praised now. I have not seen praise for them. Um, uh, you know, I grew up with them and they were part of my childhood. So I, I look at them fondly for that reason. Although I always hated episode two. I thought that was so boring as a kid, but, um, the people who in general, there's a problem on star Wars where uh, there was actually a viral tweet, the like official account uh, for one of the movies or, or just Star Wars itself tweeted out uh, about the worst Star Wars film, Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. Did you know the planet of Exegol existed over thousands of years and Palpatine secretly formed a Sith cult and used them to whatever? And uh, in, the, in the image, it was Elijah Wood. I don't know if it was edited or if it was really him. And he responded, no, how could we? How could we know? Because it wasn't in the movie. And I will say that's one of the things that bothers me 
when you say this movie sucks because this didn't make sense. And there's a certain kind of Star Wars fan that'll go, well, if you read the book, it explains it that. No, no, no. You don't understand. If a movie is good, then it is self-contained. It should be able to stand on its own merits. I'm not going to do homework. I'm not going to do research to watch a Star Wars movie. Now, hats off to you if you enjoy that. But a film should not require three volumes of background literature for the story to make sense. And in that sense, I, I guess I would agree that if there's anybody who says the prequel films are great, you just have to watch Clone Wars to appreciate them. No, you, you're already proving that that's not the case. But anyway, um, uh, I don't know much about Dave Filoni as a person. I'm assuming people like him. I don't know. Uh, these days, you never know what someone says or does. But uh, I'm certainly very happy with the direction things are going on on Disney+. Plus. Hey, the reason I even have any of these groups is because of Baby Yoda. So thank you, uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Ah, drinking my aforementioned coffee that I spilt all over my stupid face. Um, yeah, these groups ex happened because I made the first Baby Yoda group, and we've spun that into chaos ever since, uh, and that's where I developed my first following. So uh, certainly have no complaints for me. I hope Dave Filoni and company keep making characters that I can uh, use to my own advantage. Uh, I, we... Um, uh, probably mispronouncing that I, it's I dash W E I listen once again, white man with a podcast. I'm doing my best, uh, says the most pious are also the most corrupt. Yes. I would say generally that's true, right? Ego, ego is a, can be a toxic thing. Eric says white dudes that stand up for other white dudes saying the N word need to be ridiculed mercilessly. Uh, I agree with you, Eric, ridiculed, criticized. Uh, shut down. I agree. Uh, as much as I joke about this being another white dude with a podcast, I hope to very much be a different energy than uh, typically, traditionally, the kind of energy that has been out there from my people. Um, I'm assuming that's a Joe Rogan reference, given what's in the news. So, yes, ridicule. David says, Cauliflower has skyrocketed in popularity in my 55-year lifetime. Well, uh David, you've lived a lot longer than I have, so I, I can't speak to that. Uh, in my 26 years of lifetime, cauliflower is exactly as unpopular as it's always been, uh, from what I've seen. But I don't know what it's been like 50 years ago. Um, well, I mean, there was the, the keto thing, the keto cult. People are trying to make pizza crust out of it. Listen, you will never convince me that cauliflower is bread, so stop trying. Uh, it's just not, knock it off. There's, there's so much healthier ways to eat healthier. That's fine. Keto, eh, I could go on about that. But um, Boaz, Boaz, B-O-A-Z-E, again, I'm trying, says, what's your podcast called? It's going to be called Trev Show. I'm Trev, and it's my show. I think I said that already at the beginning. Uh, again, a lot of, lot of manpower and hours went into coming up, coming up with that. Uh, Lawrence says, you can go on about me if you'd like. All right, Lawrence. Murad says, why people should give me all the money I could ever possibly need for the reason whatsoever, for no reason whatsoever. Uh, I support you. Everybody give your money to Murad. Um, maybe they'll do something good with it. Marty says, why 45 years ago, it only cost $900 to give natural birth and stay three days compared to costs now. Again, yes, goes back to that healthcare conversation. 
Uh, private health care is uh, evil and uh, should not exist. And if we don't get rid of the profit motive from health care, it's only going to get worse. Uh, there are certain things that the profit motive simply does not do well. And those are social needs. So public education, public infrastructure, roads, bridges, uh, these public services, services, things that should be public services, uh, including our health, are not well managed. Nobody should be making profits off of people getting sick. And if that is the dynamic, it's going to go badly, as we have seen. So it's almost like having a system that puts profits and capital at the center of it doesn't go well. And it's almost like there's someone should suggest like, okay, so the problem is capital is at the center of everything we do and social needs aren't really adequately addressed when capital is at the center of the whole system. Perhaps there's a system that would put the social needs at the center of it, a sort of a, if capital at the center is capitalism, something with social needs at the center of social needs is a social, I feel like it's, it's I feel like we're on to something here. Somebody should write books about it. Gallon says, what's the cast? Uh, again, I mentioned that earlier. Sorry, I forgot I addressed these first, but uh, yeah. Deborah says, people who don't like peanut butter are aliens. Go. Um, okay. Yeah. So earlier I said cheese might be my favorite or one of my favorites. Peanut butter. Definitely. I think it's my favorite food item. I really do. I, I get, I'll get the natural, just the peanuts and salt, nothing else. And it tastes delicious. My favorite candy is Reese's. Although as a, I don't know if they changed their recipe to Reese's in recent years, they might have, uh, often it does taste chemical and sad, but Reese's sticks, which is like a, a nutty buddy that doesn't suck. I don't know if you've seen them at your local gas stations, uh, but they are the perfect form. And God, they're delicious every time. Uh, Regrettably, my 7-Eleven has stopped stocking them. And I am in mourning. But yeah, peanut butter, I honest to God, I mean, you can, there's there's like, what is it, pad thai, right? That has, uh, it's just, yeah, there's so many things you can do with peanuts in general. Love it. Ashley says, why are we calling purple fruits and vegetables red? Tomatoes are red. Those grapes are purple. That onion is be purple. Are we obsessed with red? Do we hate purple? Are farmers colorblind? We only call eggplant purple because it's literally called aubergine. I need answers. Oh, and then Carrie comes, look at this. There is something uh, substantive in the comments. Carrie says, I actually know the answer to this if you want it. She says, so back in the day, we didn't name colors like we do today. Depending on location, red could describe anything from a dark murky colors to orange and yellow, which is why redheads are called red. Blue is similar. That green and purple could be lumped in together too. Um, I don't know if that's true, but the beautiful thing about the internet is if someone says it, it must be. So thank you, Carrie, the foremost expert on colors in foods. Um, yeah, I don't know. Aaron says, why people think their masks smell? Well, if someone does think their mask smells, they're probably right. 
and who am I to tell them they're wrong? However, if you're a hygienic person and you clean them regularly, uh, they shouldn't. Might want to talk to your dentist and or doctor about that if you're having issues. Heidi says pizza rolls are just Hot Pocket seeds. Well, that is certainly an interesting theory. Heidi, uh, go ahead and plant some and let us know what you get. Russell said, posted a screenshot of just shower thoughts on Tumblr. If you're aroused by dirty talk, your genitals are technically voice activated. Much to think about. Much to think about. Vince says Epstein didn't kill himself. Just Lane knows so much more than she's telling. Um, I mean, I know that's the that is certainly the popular internet theory. Uh, I mean, I don't really have much of. A, I guess does it matter if he killed himself? Right. I mean, the point is. For whatever reason, and in whichever way, he's not here to answer for those crimes. And that was clearly the goal. I do definitely think, yes, you would have to be stupid to think that it was just random suicide or, or you know, to, to believe that narrative of the camera went off or, I don't know. Clearly, people did not want him out there talking about what he knows. And so whether he really did kill himself, but it was it, it, like coercion and they, they convinced him to or something, it, it, this, the end result is the same. So I, I'm not so, you know, concerned like the Internet memes are that w- whether or not he, it was actually suicide or someone else physically hurt him. Uh, the point is it was very intentionally removed from Earth. Uh, although I had someone say recently they think he's still alive. Now, I'm surprised that's not a more popular... I'm surprised that's not a more popular theory, given the, how many celebrities have died. And um, not that, I'm not saying Epstein's a celebrity, my God. But I'm saying it's curious that the theory wasn't Epstein is still alive and they're lying to us. But in fact, nobody seems to doubt that he's dead. I don't know. Maybe, uh, point being, he's not answering for his crimes, right? And that's the problem. Holly says, why can't people just be nice? Indeed, Holly, indeed. Um, uh, my show won't be either, but you know what? God bless you. Chris, uh, clitoris is just a tiny penis. Uh, from what I, I mean, t- uh, technically no. <laughs> I mean, in a, in a more, in the, in the most literal sense, it's a, it is a clitoris, but uh, yes, from what I understand about anatomy, which is very little. Um. They are made of uh, the similar materials, right? Justin, money isn't the root of all evil. Power is. We just live in systems where money is power. Um, no, no. I actually reject that premise, Justin. Uh, that's a very anarchist sentiment, right? Authority is evil. And yes, I understand in an ideal like society, uh, uh, maybe authority wouldn't be necessary eventually. I'm not, I'm not against that per se. But uh, there are people with power who do good things. There are people with influence who do good things. So I think uh, a system or systems that hold profit and money as the main virtue and goal uh, would be probably closer to the truth. And um, well, we could get into it later, but uh, there are there are people leaders, influencers around the world trying their best to do good things. And if power is evil, then you would think they wouldn't exist. Uh, Can power corrupt? Of course. I'm not saying it can't. 
But I, I don't believe that's a universal thing. I think there have been leaders throughout history who had a lot of power and influence and did use it for good. And I'm optimistic that we still can, despite uh, how I began this. Leslie said, So in J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, Kirk is joyriding while listening to Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Now, I love the Beastie Boys, but said song reference, Star Trek, which wouldn't have... Now, I love the Beastie Boys, but said song references Star Trek, which wouldn't have existed in Kirk's universe. He should be listening to Bulls on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. I yield my time to the chair. <laughs> I know nothing about Star Trek. It's not my kind of nerd. I'm a Star Wars nerd, and I think that's a mistake, by the way. I, from what I know about Star Trek, it seems uh, overall better. And I, again, I say that as a Star Wars fan. I think Star Trek has a lot more. I know they're different things, but Star Trek seems to have a lot of substance behind it, and a lot of Star Wars, eh, not as much. But um, I, that being said, I'm too deep into. And you could be both, but I, it's too late for me on the Star Trek train. I think maybe someday, but uh, I'll take your word for it, Leslie. Kai says, "Why the fuck are eyes and teeth on separate insurance? They're part of your body." Exactly. Uh, recurring criticisms of the atrocious healthcare system in the United States. Yeah, that's one of the biggest scams of it, that these are separate things. Um, uh, teeth are rich people bones, which is garbage. Michael says, John Wick is really just Neo if he had taken the blue pill. This is a uh, Matrix reference. Listen, I know nothing about the Matrix or John Wick, and this is the moment where people go, oh my God, what? You've never seen? No, I haven't. Get over it. It's okay. I haven't seen a lot of movies. Yep, I haven't. I really not lying. Um, when I was a kid, my uncle took us shopping, which is weird because we didn't spend a lot of time with this uncle. But for some reason that day we did, uh, me and my cousin, his daughter. And uh, at the end of the day, he took us to see whatever Matrix was playing in theaters. I was like five, six years old. I don't know. Could have been older. And all I remember is there's a, a point in that movie. I don't know if it was Matrix Reloaded. One of the it was a sequel for sure. Um, there's like a big scary face on the screen and I, and I went home and cried. I was, I was a very sensitive child. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not blaming the movie. I was an overly sensitive child in many ways. That is my only experience with the matrix and have not seen John wick. What I have seen is that movie that came out recently with Nicolas Cage called pig. And it's a very good movie. Now, obviously if you like explosions and all that, it's probably not going to be your movie, but if you like subtlety, if you like uh, movies that comment on the human experience, loss, grief, um, very well done from a new director. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. And I guess the premise of, and this isn't a spoiler because it's it's just the premise. Uh, he, he has this pig that hunts for truffles and he used to be a chef and uh, his pig is stolen. And then he goes on a quest to get his pig back. That's the premise of the film. And I guess that's similar to a John Wick premise in a way, but um, uh, it's not John Wick with a pig. So I don't want you thinking that. But the only reference I have of John Wick is that people compared that premise. So there you have it. Michael says, the same Michael says, Mary Poppins and Pennywise are the same species. Uh, human? Or not, or clown? You're not specifying, Michael, are they both people? Are they both clowns, monsters? Uh, is it because they wear puffy shirts? What is the connection, Michael? Violet. 
Arkansas is a myth, and anyone who says they've been there are in on it. All right. Uh, again, I appreciate anything that's uh, at least somewhat original. I give uh, any conspiracy props over the birds aren't real people. And so I've never been to Arkansas. So as far as I know, that's correct. Junie says, schools in traditionally brown and black areas are getting gentrified and white parents are steamrolling the other parents and setting themselves up to be the head of everything. And principals let them do it because they want their donations. They pat themselves on the back about diversity, but the kids don't always get the same classroom quality or same opportunities, even in the same school. Diversity doesn't mean much without equity and inclusion. It actually just ends up looking like campus apartheid. Very strong words from Junie, and uh, I don't necessarily disagree with any of that. Uh, I'm, yeah, that's it's a real issue. Uh, one of the interesting layers, I think, to the issue of gentrification, because traditionally gentrification means uh, affluent, affluent sort of upper or middle class white people going into impoverished neighborhoods, uh, traditionally occupied by people of color and doing it for like, I mean, a variety of justifications, but like doing it on purpose, right? And going there and like moving in and fixing it up. And then that raises the cost of living for everybody and it displaces people. And it's a real issue and it's a real problem. But one thing uh, that's key there is the affluent, uh, you know, middle class, whatever, intentionally going to cheaper neighborhoods and sort of uh, flipping them basically, right? Uh, but I think uh, one of the layers to, and, and maybe it doesn't apply to this, in which case I'm, I apologize, but one of the issues uh, that's causing, I think, white people to move to uh, lower income neighborhoods is they themselves are being priced out of their neighborhoods by other white people. Uh, you look at what's happened in San Francisco with Silicon Valley, and you just look at the cost of housing in general. So, which is not to say that it still doesn't hurt people of color. Absolutely. But I think part of why this is happening in addition to the sort of insufferable uppity yuppie uh, middle-class folks that are doing it to be hipster or whatever. Um, I think genuinely white people are being priced out of the white neighborhoods. And so they're just sort of taking over other neighborhoods. And, and I guess in the traditional sense, again, gentrification has to do with doing it intentionally and with affluence. Uh, I'm sure people could debate whether that matters, but um, I, I, whether or not you, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying think of the poor white people. That's certainly not the, oh, that could be the title of the show. Think of the poor white people. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh. But anyway, I, I, I don't see that talked about a lot, but I do think uh, and a side effect of the insanity that is housing prices in this country is you're seeing white people being priced out of neighborhoods traditionally that they occupied. And as a side effect of that, they are displacing other people. Uh, and it's like a ripple effect. So housing is a human right. Uh, I believe in preserving the historically, uh, the historical culture of, various neighborhoods. Uh, I believe the people who have lived there for generations should be the ones considered uh, and not displaced. I do I do absolutely 
Uh, absolutely am against gentrification for sure. And we can fix it by making housing a human right and by um, well, a variety of other things, I guess. Jared, why is the government ran by elderly folks? Uh, how do people like Reagan, Jesse Ventura, Schwarzenegger, Trump, how do they honestly win elections? Do people really forget their trained actors or TV personalities? Well, listen, old people vote and old people get elected. And if you look at the numbers, that's what it is. Now, I am not sitting here saying young people are just lazy or not doing their part. That's an oversimplification because what do you have to do to vote? I mean, in many places now, we seem to have mail-in voting, and it seems like that might stick around. So that could change the game, in which case then the argument changes. But in terms of standing in line for hours, and sometimes hours and hours, because very intentionally, they've minimized you know, the centers where you can go vote in a lot of places to try to discourage people from participating. And if you're a young person, you're working, what, one, two or more jobs Maybe you're going to school and sometimes in certain areas, you take basically an entire day off just to go vote. And oftentimes for a candidate, people don't even like the lesser of two evils. So not only are you expecting people to give a huge commitment uh, to maybe a garbage candidate, but two, sometimes they just can't. If you've got kids, jobs, school, et cetera, and, and it takes an entire day just to sit in line to go vote, people can't do it. What do old people? Retired. Nothing but time. Not all of them. I'm not saying this university, but a lot of them. And they watch cable news. And uh, we know that internet media is just as, if not more toxic, oftentimes. But cable news very clearly, uh, depending on which network, has very specific agendas. And they're telling old people to vote a certain way. And you look at the numbers. You look at, if we're talking about the Democratic primary, you look at the numbers uh, as far as who voted Bernie and who voted Biden the age split between the two is drastic. And then you look at the age demographic that watches cable news and you watch cable news and the blatant endorsement they clearly gave to Biden and you could put it all together and it is what it is. So um, the good news is as time goes on, right? Old people get aged out and new demographics will be the majority. Bad news is, how much time do we have, right? Uh, climate and uh, everything else. Carrie says, ketchup is a garbage condiment. There we go, Carrie. Uh, again, I'm not actually totally saying ketchup is garbage, but it is, uh, it is only used when the food it is on is so painfully mediocre or bad that you need to cover it up. But it is not something I would ever add to food that already tastes good. Uh, I'm sort of with you, Carrie. A says Joe Rogan eyeball emojis. Um, uh, you know, uh, with this show, and this is, again, not the show. This is a big, long sound check. I'm trying to record the length of an episode to see how it sounds and to get feedback from all of you. So if you've listened to this entire thing, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> this is me going through a bunch of random comments, and uh, maybe it's entertaining. I don't know. I'm just trying to hear how it sounds. And, and, uh, I wanted to say as many words as possible and see if my computer could actually handle a whole fucking episode instead of what happened the first time. Um, but with my show, I, I will refrain from giving you opinions that are already well covered. Uh, no birds aren't real, uh, takes none of that stuff. You can hear that a lot of places. Why would I, why would I waste my time telling you things that you could hear elsewhere? 
If I'm not doing something different, why do it at all? So as far as Joe Rogan goes, um, first of all, he, here's what I don't understand. Clearly not a smart guy. We know that. And I understand that. I know he's not a smart guy. And he just stumbled his way into success, as is the case of many a white man. But um, wasn't he making a lot? He had to be made, making a lot of money being independent. And when Spotify announced that, or, or it was announced, that Spotify gave him $100 million for, I, I don't know, like certain years or like, I don't know the duration of that. You would think it would be worth more. Like he had to have been making so much money, even being independent. And that's what struck me about that deal. And I know, I mean, that's an insane amount of money. I'm not saying that, please. Me acting like that wouldn't, you know, literally be a, a lifetime's worth of money for me. But um, when Howard Stern went to satellite radio, Sirius XM, it was 500 million. And hit their audiences, Howard Stern at his peak, equally comparable to what Joe Rogan is or was when he was independent recently in the like tens of millions of audience members. And, and it's just a hundred million really seemed as much money as that is a low number for what Joe Rogan should be able to generate on his own. And so I guess he's just not a smart business dude, or if he wanted an easy paycheck and to not have to worry about running it himself anymore, I don't know what happened but his move to Spotify was the dumbest thing he ever did. I, he could have been doing his independent. Well, we probably would have been having the same conversation because he has the largest audience of any talk show and objectively has people who are saying dangerous things, misguiding people who lack critical thinking skills, which if it just hurt them, fine, but it hurts all of us. When people aren't getting vaccinated, when people aren't believing a virus is serious, that affects all of us. It's a public health crisis. It's not about free speech. It's about public safety, right? We have laws. We have standards to protect people in the interest of public safety. You can't drive your, well, you can, but you'll violate the law if you drive your car as fast as you want to, seatbelt laws, et cetera. So the, the, the conversation around free speech in this country is so childish. The fact that we have not understood yet that there are limits on all freedoms in the interest of public safety, that's the very basis of having laws at all. And with Joe Rogan, yeah, I mean, Spotify is, is should they take him off entirely? I mean, would I like that? Would I prefer it if Joe Rogan, I mean, what's he going to do though? I mean, if they take him off Spotify, he's just going to go back to being independent and he'll, you know, he'll just be as big as ever. I mean, I don't know that that will hurt him. Um, but I'm glad that people are finally telling him to shut the fuck up a bit. It's long overdue. And, um, I don't know if he can even get other guests at this point, but he needs to focus if he's going to have a show, which again, I would prefer he didn't, but if he's going to have one, go back to celebrities, go back to entertainers. Again, I don't know if any of them will show up at this point, but Joe Rogan should not be having fringe pseudoscientists and talking about the legitimacy of medical like Joe Rogan knows nothing. Okay. The worst thing he ever did was forget that he's the guy that knows nothing. I know his diehard, stupid dick sucking fans will say, 
No, that's what he does. He says he's, he admits, he admits it. He admits he doesn't know anything, but there are video clips of him literally challenging scientists who are sitting there proving him wrong. So anyway, um, now we're getting into things that everybody's already said. As I said, I didn't want to. So there's that. Randy, who is the best Ninja Turtle and why is it not Raphael? Why is it not Raphael? Um, well, if I think of the Ninja Turtles, the first name that pops in my head is Donatello. And um, maybe that means he's the best. Christopher says, fuck Ralph, Raphael. His hot-headed ass is always getting mad, storming off, and getting kidnapped. Well, there you go. Heated discussion within the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fandom, um, which is a strange fandom to exist. Uh, when was the last time? I, I don't know. Is there a current show existing? I watched all of those movies as a kid. I was not a I was not a critical consumer of media as a child. I watched everything. Don't know how they hold up. Probably won't find out, but I watched them all. Alicia says domestic violence awareness. Uh, certainly, certainly a huge issue. And um, you know what? What concerns me is I I really have yet to see any. I'm sure they exist, maybe. But I have yet to see any organization geared, to geared towards domestic violence within the LGBTQ community, which is a, a very real thing. Now, I know, I, I get it. I get the prevalence of uh, men and women and the man being stronger, whatever, and hurting. I, I understand. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that uh, it isn't largely uh, an issue between uh, couples of, of heterosexual nature. I understand, and that it is primarily a women's issue. I get it. But um, it's interesting that, yeah, I just don't see, it, even from the gay community, I, I don't see a lot of people talking about domestic violence specifically within our community. And I know it happens. I know I was in, a, this isn't necessarily, I guess, physical violence, but I, I've been in an emotionally abusive relationships. It would have been nice if I felt that I had, a place that I could go to and, and talk to somebody or get, and I guess that's therapy. And I guess there's like title nine or whatever, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think we need to talk more about that issue in general. I agree. Alicia, Sam says mountains aren't real. Here we go. First of all, okay. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to take an official stance. The con if you want to have conspiracy theories, I support you, but we got to get more creative. Just taking anything and saying not real is over done. I'm no longer just targeting the bird people. I'm saying in general now, and that includes the, I forget his name. I gave him props at the beginning of this because he said fish aren't real. I take it back. Anybody saying blank aren't real. It's overplayed. Boo. Get new material. Kayla with a C. Sure. Why not? Young parents that talk shit about other people's kids but threaten you when you ask why they're driving and smoking a blunt. This sounds very personal, Kayla. I hope you're okay. Um, I don't know that this is a phenomenon. Young parents that talk shit about other people's kids, but threaten you when you ask why they're driving. I mean, yes, yeah, smoking under the influence or drive smoking under the influence of marijuana. There we go. That's a crisis. So many people are saying this. <laughs> so many people are smoking under the influence of marijuana and we need to talk about it. No driving under the influence of anything goes back to that public health thing, right? You are putting other people in danger 
putting yourself in danger is one thing. Again, obviously, I don't want people to put themselves in danger. It's bad. But putting innocent people in danger because of your decisions, wrong. Um, and I guess, again, Kayla's very clearly talking about specific people, and I hope, uh, I hope that's resolved. Um, talking shit about people's kids, I mean, it's never the kid's fault. I know that'll be a controversial take. I'm sure there are parents who are like, you don't, you don't understand kids. No, no, I do. I get it. Kids are assholes, often. And, but there's reasons, right? And a child is a child. More often than not, if it's a bad kid, it's because of a bad parent. And if it's not because of a bad parent, then it's because of some underlying emotional mental health issue, which then can be helped by the parent taking them somewhere. Although, although, uh, the lack of, uh, healthcare, the lack of resources for mental health is a huge part of that. And so I guess in those circumstances, it wouldn't be the parents' fault, but generally speaking, if, if a child is awful, then it's actually the parents who are awful. And a, a kid is a kid, you know, I, I, I don't support any of that overpopulation, Malthusian uh, nonsense, uh, the weirdly anti-child, the child-free creeps are, that's just an extension of the incel community as far as I'm concerned. Uh, how Anybody whose entire identity is involved around hating mothers and children is uh, not my friend and not a good person and creepy in my opinion. Um, but that being said, there are also people who are just unbearable about their kids. <laughs> so I, I fall somewhere in between. Uh, I fall somewhere in between on that issue. Aaron says Jar Jar is actually a Sith Lord. Talking about Jar Jar beings from Star Wars. Talk about yet another theory that is overplayed. Um, Jar Jar was a mistake. I think we, any sensible person could agree with that and we would do best to forget he exists. Uh, just a problem of a creatively, a very successful creative person, not having people tell him no, that's what you get with. That's what, when that happens, you get Jar Jar and a lot of other things. Uh, Aubrey said, I'm taking the low road. Love it. I'm taking the low road and hoping anyone who's against masks and vaccines finds out the hard way. My empathy for them has expired. I totally understand that sentiment. I think many of us are feeling it. And generally, I, uh, I, I don't blame anybody for feeling that way. I will tell you this. Ultimately, my anger in all of this goes to the media personalities and publishers who are very clearly preying on people emotionally and preying on their lack of critical thinking skills. Now, this does not mean I think anybody who's anti-vax is, like, excused. I don't. At the end of the day, grown adults have to bear the responsibility of the stupid shit they say and the harmful things they say, and so they bear that responsibility. But at the end of the day... I know people in my personal life who are otherwise intelligent people and actually took even COVID seriously more, more than other people I knew. 
I have people in my life that I know who, who took it seriously from day one, quarantined, stayed home when many other people were still going out. And they are afraid or at least skeptical to get vaccinated because they don't understand medicine. They don't understand science. 99.9% of it don't, of us don't. And they saw some shit on Facebook and it scared them. And because they don't have the context and they don't have the educational background, they got scared away and, and they didn't say they would never get vaccinated, but they have waited way too long. Basically, I guess trying to see if people drop dead. I don't know how long you're waiting, but in that dynamic, I go, Facebook is the problem because if these people that I know who are otherwise intelligent, who believe COVID is serious and we should be safe and all that, if they can be scared away by whatever the shit they're seeing on Facebook, whatever the shit is, that's not a phrase, is it? Whatever the hell they're seeing on Facebook, then Facebook, more than anything else, Mark Zuckerberg is responsible for a lot of this. Responsible for the anti-science, responsible for the insurrection, and I'm not seeing enough people say it. I am not seeing enough people say Facebook is the largest vehicle for dangerous misinformation and organization, and it is a threat to democracy and, frankly, humanity. Not enough people are putting blame on the primary source for where people are getting these crazy ideas and doing these crazy things. And so to that end, I'll be honest, um, I follow that subreddit, the Herman Cain Awards, and sometimes it's, it's, uh, it feels like karma or justified. Karma is not real, but it feels justified. Like this person was adamantly promoting anti-science and encouraging people to not whatever. And then they died of it or got sick. And you go, well, that's what you get. Right. But I've seen on Twitter, uh, like nurses or somebody, I don't know how they got these pictures. Cause that would be unethical. I would think, but somehow I saw a picture of somebody that was clearly dying and they looked scared. And I, you know, I think I'm a heartless person. I really do think I'm a just jaded, cold, crusty curmudgeon. Like Mr. Krabs. I don't know. Anyway, I like to think that I'm oftentimes a very pessimistic, uh, hard person, but the reality is looking at a picture of someone and just seeing their fear, and I think that realization of I fucked up and I I was wrong and it's too late. In that moment, I do feel sorry for them. Even if maybe I shouldn't, I don't know. But I I the the empathetic part of me feels sorry for them and goes that person. I'm sure they were a, a perpetrator in some ways if they were posting things and convinced other people to not get it. But in some ways, even that person is a victim of the predatory social media and media, knowing that people clearly in this country lack critical thinking skills, lack media literacy, are taking advantage of not enough regulation, not enough standards for what media can and cannot say. And uh, they're victims of a misinformation campaign that people who know better are making a lot of money off of. So 
my hope at the end of all this is not just that, you know, we'll get through the pandemic and the people for, you know, like the insurrection will be held accountable. Uh, I, I hope, and I'm not, I'm not hopeful, but I would hope that people like Tucker Carlson, people like Mark Zuckerberg, the people allowing media to manipulate should be tried for these crimes against humanity, frankly, because uh, it's, it is murder. If you convince a bunch of people to not take a vaccine, to not wear a mask, and then they die of a disease, you are to blame for that. Yes, I know we love to think everybody makes their own choices and everybody's critically thinking, but no, it's just not true. And we all are flawed in our reasoning and we all let emotions get to the best of us. And I know some of us are more critically thinking than others. I get it. But there is a huge level of accountability for the people who spread this nonsense and convince people to go beyond their better judgment. Well, with that being said, on that happy note, can we find a, is there going to be a, a happy comment to close us out? Let's see. Because we're, we're at the hour mark, so we're going to wrap up here pretty soon. But I want to, I don't want to end on that bleak fucking note. Jesus. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Charles, never put a pickle jar up your bum and call paramedics. That's all I've got. Well, Charles, listen, I appreciate you giving us what you got. Uh, If you do put a pickle jar up your bum, I'm sorry. I do recommend calling paramedics. Uh, But if if you can refrain from doing that, I would obviously strongly encourage you. Uh, Scott, ranch dressing isn't naturally made. Stop eating it. Uh, Fuck off, Scott. Just because of what? All of my favorite things in life are unnatural. I'm gay, right? Aubrey, don't don't think too hard about that. I'm taking... Oh, no, she's... I already read that one. Ama says, pineapple on pizza is called Hawaiian, but it is actually Canadian. Disgust- okay, I didn't think that was where it was going to go. I appreciate Ama for giving us a more unique take. She's not saying pineapple does or doesn't. She's saying it's actually Canadian, but we call it Hawaiian. Uh, I have no reference for that. I'm assuming because of pineapples, maybe... I, I don't even... Yeah, I don't know. Uh... Certainly something to think about. Crystal says soft boys. I don't know what that means, Crystal. Usher says, Troy and Abed Spanish library rap from community. I'm assuming that's a request for me to perform it. And I shall not do that, Usher. I'm sorry to, I love that show. I love those characters and I know exactly what you're talking about. And the last thing we need is my white ass attempting to replicate it. Uh, mostly because I don't remember most of it, but anyway, uh, Maria says Beyonce is overrated. Um, Hmm. You know, I don't know that I have listened to enough to make a very educated, uh, take on that. I do think that there are better artists, certainly, doing what she's doing. Uh, I would say probably someone like Janet Jackson has uh, been more influential. Uh, but, you know, I think Beyonce's talented. Listen, I'm, I'm not trying to get canceled. The Bayhive, right? That's what they're called. Like, I, 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 do, not have the, I do not have the army <laughs> to support me 
against that. So I am not going to take a controversial uh, stance against Beyonce one way or another. Um, probably the Janet Jackson remark is enough to get uh, to get them after me. But the good news is it's the end of this hour, so nobody will probably make it this far. If you did, God bless you. And I'm going to now try and edit this and post it and get your feedback. Uh, this has been the Trev Lewis Facebook Shit Show Power Hour, a sound test for the upcoming Trev Show, uh, which will be published to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, I think pretty much any major podcast service I'm already uh, already plugged into. And uh, SoundCloud is where it'll be hosted, so I'll post the link to that. And if you prefer SoundCloud, then that's there too. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get this up. Listen to some of it. Let me know if you listen to the whole thing. Uh, wow, thank you. Uh, I guess it was entertaining. I don't know, but this was mainly for me to see if my and and we made it. By the way, we actually made it. So I should shut the fuck up before it actually crashes again uh, and get out of here. But um, let me know what you think of the sound. Uh, quality and um let me know what you think in general thank you so much for sharing your thoughts everyone this is um i don't know what it's been educational at times maybe controversial perhaps uh but it was something and this will not be what the regular show is like i can't stress that enough so if you're like what the fuck is this what's the point this was just a sound test please don't hold it against me i mean the real show will also be chaotic i'm not going to lie to you and say it'll be this brilliantly structured thing i am a chaotic human being and and i've just accepted that at this point so um next step if this sounds good is video and i'll keep y'all posted if you're interested in checking out the real show uh, certainly I will be spamming, self-promoting, blowing myself on a consistent basis. Uh, cause, uh, what else is a social media following for, if not flagrant, unbearable self-promotion? All right. Thank you everybody. And I will hopefully talk to you again soon.